Real quick, don't you think it's time to boost your dad strength a bit? Follow the link below to subscribe, get some exclusive fitness tips for busy dads. It's perfect for the playground, for the gym, for the office. Don't miss out. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Dad Fit Podcast. I'm the host, Barrett Nobel, here with my buddy Robert. How you doing, man? Pretty good, man. How are you? Not too shabby today. It was a little overcast. Had the baby home with me today, but overall, not too bad. She <laughs> she wanted to go outside all day, which was fine with me. I'm just glad it never ended up raining on us. Yeah, we got the opposite problem out here. It's back being hot again, so... Oh. Yeah. We had a we had like a couple weeks of fall weather, and then now we're back up to the nineties. <laughs> oh, You're out on the west coast, right? Yeah, California. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's uh, that's not for me. It's too hot. <laughs> I think it, yeah, I know. Weeks. Yeah. Well, and I was I was in a cooler cooler area of California for a while, and we just moved to a much hotter area, so I'm getting used to it. Um, but the heat is not my thing either, <laughs> at all. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm the guy who's out shoveling snow with no shirt on because it's too hot. <laughs> I've never lived in snow. I can't even imagine that. <laughs> but but I could use a little bit cooler. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you there. So, do you want me to call you Robert, Rob, Bob? I don't know. You just call me Robert. Yeah, Robert. <laughs> Robert's fine. Right. Um, so tell us a little about yourself. Uh, what got your background in athletics? Did you grow up as a, the the sports family, as I like to call it? Yeah, you know, I wasn't really in a sports family. I played sports. No one else. I mean, my parents didn't play sports growing up, really. My Neither of my siblings play sports. I have two sisters, two younger sisters. Um, neither of them really played sports. I started uh, playing sports when I was about nine. Uh, really, uh, I did mostly actually swimming uh, when I was in middle school. And then I started playing football in high school. Tried to do both in high school, but then ultimately started really focusing on football, um, which got me really learning, you know, that's what got me into lifting was football. So, you know, uh, once football was over, I'm not like a super tall guy. I'm not a super big guy. So I wasn't going to be playing in college or anything. So after, uh, football ended, it was really just about, um, how I was going to carry, you know, my lifting into my everyday life, like adapting it. Uh, it's not for football anymore. It's for just lifestyle stuff. So that's been a journey that I've been on for, I mean, really ever since getting out of high school, I'm, I'm 30 now. So, um, it's, it's, uh, there's always a transition, but then you're always evolving too. So, uh, yeah, it, I, I was doing athletics and then now I'm basically just doing them independently. You know, I play football with friends and stuff, but nothing serious. So it's all just, you know, now it's all just about exercising for life, basically. Yeah, that's good. At least you uh, continued on with it because most people, uh, they quit after high school. Like, all right, well, I, I'm just going into college. I'm not going to make any of those teams. So why should I? Well, I, I, <laughs> I kept up with it. But then when my daughter was born, I, I really fell off and I actually gained a lot of weight, a lot of weight. Um, and uh, 
I don't know. I, I had a wake up call at one point that was like, I went, I went to the doctor and they weighed me like they do, you know, and they wrote down my weight. And I was like, I, what do I weigh? I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I mean, I knew I was overweight at that point, yeah. but I'd gotten out of lifting and, and, um, eating well for maybe, maybe a year just after my daughter was born. And, uh, that wake up call, like, I just was like, oh man, I cannot. And I, luckily I turned around and haven't, haven't looked back. It's been 10 years now. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's amazing how quickly your body adapts. I mean, even just you, just the one year coming from a semi-athletic background, taking a year off and you're just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But you know, what's funny too, is it, it comes back quick too. Like I, I, I like spent basically I wouldn't advise anyone to do this. I'm kind of a crazy person, but like I, for six weeks, I just did, I did, I just worked out like crazy for six weeks, every, every day I ate clean for six weeks. And I basically lost all the weight in that time. Like it, awesome. it did not take me long to lose it. Yeah. But again, not something I would, <laughs> I, I think because I had that prior, you know, my body knew I have muscle memory and all that. I was able to get back pretty quickly. I mean, I didn't gain like a hundred pounds. I gained like 30, but, um, that was scale weight too. And I, I probably lost some muscle mass. So I probably gained like 40 pounds yeah. of fat. Um, but I lost like 20 or 30 in six weeks. So that's awesome. That must've felt good. What feels good is when people start noticing and they think you're sick and they <laughs> think you have cancer or something and they're like, and they're like, or is something wrong with you? And it's like, no, I'm just, something's right now. I'm, I'm getting my life. Cause like some people only knew me when I was overweight for that year, I'd met new people. I'd started a new job. So people thought that that's just how I was. And so when I started losing that weight, they were like, what's going on? I'm like, well, I'm just taking care of myself now. So there's something telling about that where their default is, are you sick? Like, what's <laughs> yeah, you look really good. Are you, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you only know someone, you um, like this happens with celebrities sometimes where you'll see they're they're overweight, like their whole career, and then they lose weight. You see them and you're like, they look weird. There's just something weird about them. Um, so I think that's part of it. Um, but I think part of it too is I I lost a lot of the weight and I and it was only six weeks and I hadn't put a lot of the muscle back on, so I wasn't scrawny, but I was definitely not like built out at all. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a process, but, uh, but yeah, it is funny how people are like, you, you're losing weight. Are you sick? It's like, that's not the only way, you know, it's funny. That's funny. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so you said, I mean, you, you said your parents weren't necessarily that athletic. What, what made you kind of jump into it with the uh, swimming in particular? Yeah. I don't know. My mom kind of was always like, you guys got to be doing something in the summer. And, um, I didn't like soccer um at all really and uh i never took to baseball uh as a as a kid and so i kind of had to be doing something and and i don't know i liked going to the pool so we so i swam and i was actually really good at it like uh i mean it's hard for reference in rec leagues but um in high school i was on varsity as a freshman and all that so i was like a good swimmer so i got kind of hooked on sports uh like just being good at at something um, you know, taught me that sports can be fun. If I was bad, maybe I wouldn't have stuck to it. And, and, but I mean, it was, it was fun being good. So then when football started, um, I kind of just carried everything over to that. And my dad, I shouldn't say my dad, my dad, uh, he didn't play like 
organized athletics, but he, um, I, with the lifting thing, he was really big into weightlifting. He, he weightlifted, um, from when he was like 18 until nice, he still does. And so I think that that helped too, a little bit. Um, he was always really big. So, um, like muscular, one of my earliest memories is me walking in on him, um, measuring his biceps with a tape measure when I was like three years old. (laughs) So, uh, so he was that kind of guy, but he never played like organized sports or anything. Um, consider bodybuilding or is he not that him? My dad, no, he's, he's not that kind of guy. <laughs> I can't even imagine him doing, but he just would, he was just always huge. And I remember I used to go to the gym with him and he threw like, he, he close grip bench 275 one time, like his hands in like this, like real close together. And I'm like, what are you? And I was like, I was like 12 years old. And he's like, spot me. I'm like, I hope you can do this. But I'm not getting that off your neck. Um, so yeah, my dad was just, and so when I started playing football, um, he would go to the gym with me in the off season. Um, and when I was going from middle school to high school and I knew I was going to play football, I started working out that summer because I knew that I was going to be small. And so he took me to the gym and taught me how to work out basically. I mean, you know, the way he does it, I, I don't work out the way he does anymore, but, um, you know, he does his own thing. Yeah. That works for him, I guess. Doing the the old school bro splits. <laughs> my not my dad. My dad has this weird philosophy where he uh, and it works for him. Whatever he's been doing it forever. He he does nothing but drop sets. That's all he does. And uh, he works out for like twenty minutes, like five times a week. And he just he'll do push pull legs, like you said, kind of a bro split. But it's all drop sets, all of it. <laughs> and everything is to absolute failure. Not even like mechanical failure, just like absolutely <laughs> can't do another one. He's like doing half reps at the end. It's like he's yeah, he put he goes crazy, but um but yeah, he was he was a big, big guy. That's I mean he's clearly doing something, right? Work for him, whatever. Yeah. You know. It's not what I would do now, but you know, yeah. work for him. Puts a whole new meaning on old man strength when he's close grip benching two seventy five. <laughs> I was like, what is I was so, I remember just being like, what is going on? And, and I felt like, (laughs) I remember one time he tried to put, I was just starting out. He tried to put, uh, two plates on for me. And I was like, and I tried to do it. I was so mad at him. It like, it just went, you know, right down on me. I was like, and he was like, what's going on? I'm like, I can't do this. You know, I've been working out like a year and and I'd been working out with my friend and not him as much. And so I think he thought I was stronger than I was, but yeah, he's, uh, I mean, he's just a regular guy, but he works, you know, he works like a regular job, but he's, um, he's always been, he's always been working out and he's always been like, um, the type of guy that thinks, you know, he looks around the gym and he, I talk to him like every weekend about how, he, you know, the gym, his gym has gone to crap because there's just a bunch of, you know, broccoli heads walking around in pajama pants and, uh, yeah. on their phones in between sets and stuff, you know, uh, that's his thing. Your dad sounds hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty funny guy. So who were your heroes at that time when you were uh, slowly transitioning from the swimming to the football? Did you like look up to anyone in particular to inspire you to lift? You know, for lifting in particular, it was really, I mean, honestly, it was really my dad uh, just because 
he was the only older guy I knew who lifted regularly. Um, you know, the way things are now, it's like, there's just not a, a lot of people, uh, lifting like that, especially when they have kids. Um, and you know, he was going every day. He would go and we're on vacation. Like our hotel had to have a gym. It was like a whole thing. Like, so I think I kind of took my lead from that. And my dad is like very no nonsense. Um, like get to the gym, like do when you're in there, do your thing. Like he just doesn't mess around. So I think I, I took a lot from him. In fact, I've had to like, as I kind of integrate into, you know, I'm, I'm an adult now and I'm, I'm like living my own life. I've had to like dial it back because I don't know how my dad was doing that with kids. Cause I adopted that when I didn't have children and I didn't have a job that required me to like be really committed as much. And so I was able to, but then now I'm like, I don't even know how my dad was doing that. So, but that really got me to like, I was, I think I was trying to impress him honestly for a long time, but it, it, it helped me build habits. Um, so not an athlete particular, but my dad with lifting and then with sports, you know, it was just, you know, when you're in high school and stuff, it's like Patrick Willis and stuff like that. People, people who play the same position as you, Brian Urlacher, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so telling with, uh, that's exactly how I was when I didn't have children either. Just no nonsense. I'm going to the gym. I don't care if I'm even kind of sick, I'm going to go. I don't care if I have a family reunion or something, I'll meet you guys when I'm done. And now that, <laughs> now that fatherhood's here, it's completely shifted. And I still try to do that in my own like way, but right. I'm, much, I'm much more flexible now. And I, I, I mean, I well, have to be. Yeah. What's funny is when you're first starting out training, you actually don't need to go that hard. Like you don't need to really go, you, you don't need to go as hard as like, I was going anyway, really ever. But when you're first starting out, you can get you can get away with so little because you get the newbie gains and all that. I kind of wish I could go back in time and just like do as little as possible and see how much like progress I could make. Because I was like, I mean, it was a good time, I think. But you know, when you're working out like that, it's fun. You're with your friends and stuff, and you're playing football. But you know, when you first start out, you don't really need to go balls to the wall. You can just kind of you know you don't have to do a lot to see a lot of progress. Um, and now I've kind of learned it's, it's weird because as you, as you start getting more responsibilities and you realize I really got to dial this back, like I can't be working out five or six days a week. It's just not going to work. Um, as you start to do that, you realize that you don't really lose a lot or anything. You, you, you still get stronger and you still gain muscle and you're like, Oh, okay. So, you know, this whole time I could have been doing less. So there's, there's just like all this stuff, this, all this, I don't want to say wasted time, but you know, just like you didn't need to be doing so much. And now that you dial it back, you realize, okay, well, I haven't really missed a step. So this is kind of my new, you know, I, I, I went from working out five or six days a week to working out like three or four days a week. And it really hasn't affected me yeah. um, in a negative way. So you have a whole, you, you, you're, you know, and it's out of necessity. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if, because uh, that exact same thing's happened for me as well, but I wonder if it's more of a, I I know I only have an hour, so I'm going to like really focus instead of, oh, I mean, I got like half a day, I could go screw around in the gym for an hour and a half or so, but now I like, I, I literally only have 40 minutes, so I'm right. going to put in the work. And I don't think I was really screwing around much before, but 
I wonder if I was and I just in denial or something. <laughs> well, that's a good point because when you, for me now, I'm doing like, um, you know, two sets per exercise. I'm doing like, depending on what kind of split I'm working with, I'll do five to eight exercises a workout. And when you're only doing two sets per exercise, just out of necessity, you really have to make those count. Like you can get by with two sets per exercise, no problem, but neither of them can be half-assed. They both have to be, you have to, you have to be, you know, the tempo has to be right. You have to be working close to failure. Like you cannot be, you can't have one of those sets not be at a hundred percent basically. So yeah, I think that that's true too. You start realizing like you, you have to make the most of the time and you, so you start to focus on it more and uh, yeah, every set matters. Every rep matters more when you're doing that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Would you say your definition of greatness has changed throughout your career in life? I mean, for myself, for sure. I mean, I, I would say that um, I think being a dad has changed everything for me. I, I, my, my daughter was born when I was 20 years old. Um, so that was a, obviously really early, but um, I think I, I, I try to think about like if my daughter, it, where I was at when I was 20, like just mentally, um, I mean, everyone is kind of an idiot when they're 20, but I think I was like a real idiot. So, I mean, if my daughter didn't come around, I don't know what I would, where I would be, what I'd be doing. I was talking to my wife about this last night. Like, I have no idea. It's so impossible for me to even think of, I had no direction or anything. So, but the point is, is like what I thought mattered back then is so different than what I think matters now. Like the most important thing to me is like, uh, my kids and my wife, basically, those are like the most important things. And um, which sounds cliche and whatever, but, um, it's true. Like everything I do is oriented towards that, including fitness. Um, like my, the most important thing to me with, uh, fitness is being an asset to my family as long as possible and yeah. keeping from being a li liability as long as possible to them. I mean, the more I see, like, you know, my parents are getting older, my grandparents too. Um, I had an uncle pass away, um, two years ago now. And, and he just never took care of himself at all. And I see that happening. And I just want to prevent that as long as possible. Uh, because I want to be there. I want to be able to like, help, like, like be there for my kids and be there for my wife as long as I can. And not only that, I want to, I mean, if I could preempt myself from being like a burden to them forever, I would, but at least pre like put it off as long as I can. And I just think that once you have kids, that kind of happens naturally. And if it, honestly, it, it, it's one thing to be like single and not have any kids and be unhealthy. But if you have kids and you're not like motive, if that doesn't light a fire under your ass to get healthy, then I don't, I really don't think anything will. It's, it's, it bothers me so much when people are like, um, well, if you're 30 and you have kids, that's why you're out of shape or whatever, you know, I'm 30 and I have kids. I can't, you know, that pisses yeah. me off. I mean, seriously, yeah. because it's just like, it's so backwards um, to think that way. And so I, I think for me, yeah, I mean, as far as like greatness or whatever, um, there's all sorts of ways to be great. Um, everyone's definition of that is going to be different. Um, but for me, uh, it's just being uh, able to provide for my family and, and, uh, spend as much time with them as possible. Uh, the longer I can be with them, the better in terms of just like how long I can live and how long I can keep this body going. You know what I mean? Keep my mind going. 
Yeah. yeah, and that's definitely one of the themes that drew me towards your content and which resonates. I'm sure you've seen throughout things I've posted too, is that it's such <laughs> it's such a cop out. You're like, oh well I'm thirty now, so I have kids, I can't do it. It's like that <laughs> yes you can. <laughs> that's right. it's 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 very frustrating, exactly how you put it. And honestly, <clears throat> I completely agree with you. If it's not the thing that motivates you to actually make that change or continue or progress in your fitness journey, you're gonna be that parent who can't pick up their you're going to be the grandparent who can't pick up their grandchild because it's it's ridiculous i mean we've all seen it um i mean at least i've seen it uh grandparents falling over and then they're, they're done like what their mobility is shot they can't pick up their kids then they just start deteriorating at like 60 something it's like you have so many more years of your life and now exactly as you put it you're just such a huge burden on everyone and that's one of the biggest motivators for me as well. Now, um, I don't, <laughs> I want to still be stronger and fitter than my kids, even when they're in their twenties and thirties, I want them to, <laughs> I want them to still be like, oh, I still can't beat dad. <laughs> oh, I think about that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, still the other day. I still can't beat my dad in physical strength things. And he doesn't even work out anymore. And I was like, dad, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it, man. How right. Much my daughter the other day was like, do you think my son is one and my daughter asked, do you think he'll be able to beat you up when he's 30? And I just, so when I'm third, when he's 30, I'll be 60. And I said, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of my goal, I guess. That's a good metric. Yeah. And I've mentioned it on previous episodes too, where I have, <clears throat> I have a very visual distinction in my grandparents specifically. I have one set that, uh, was better off physically. They took care of themselves. They ate better than have the other set who just neglected it all um, for circumstantial reasons or personal reasons. I don't really know, but it's day and night. They're the exact same age. One of them, my grandpa still hunts. He still chops down trees. He's still, I mean, he's slower. Sure. I mean, he's 80 something, but you're going to be slower. But the fact of the matter is he can still do it. And that's impressive as hell to me. Even just looking at him compared to the other people in his community, he helps them change, cleans their gutters and stuff for him because he's yeah. like bored out of his mind because he's still super active and mobile, and they're all just sitting there watching TV. It's like I, I can't do that. Yeah, well, and like you said, when you start to like, I've just seen with my grandparents when things start to go south, it it's a huge strain on everyone. And so like my mom right now is dealing with something with my grandfather and it's actually not really his fault. I'm not, you know, it's not, it isn't his fault. Not that, you know, everything that happens to you as you age is, but um, he's just got medical issues that are beyond his, his control, but she's having to kind of pick up the pieces and she has siblings, but it's just caused, it's just, it's just, a, it's just a big strain. I won't, I won't go too deep into it, but it's like you, if you can put that off, like definitely you want to put that off as long as you can. And you want to have, you want to be able to have those like valuable memories with your family as long as possible too. Like if you're not functioning at a high level when you're 60 or 70, the times you spend with your family aren't going to be the same as they would be. You can't do the same things. You can't enjoy them as much. 
Um, and if you're not taking care of yourself, there's no saying that you'll be able to do anything in your 60s or 70s. Um, like you should be able to, like the fact that like people think like when you're 60, you're done is like kind of ridiculous. Like you should be able to do something, but yeah, if you don't take care of yourself, there's a good chance you won't be able to do almost anything. And so, um, yeah, that, that scares the crap out of me, dude. It's like, if nothing else, like, I don't need to have a six pack. If I could just be like, I don't need to be, you know, benching 400 pounds or whatever. I just need to not have that happen to me earlier than it needs to. Right. And that's, <laughs> that's one of the biggest reasons I've started, uh, probably about a year and a half ago now, really focusing on uh, mobility and not, I just want to be able like, I couldn't touch my toes at the time. And I'm like, if you look at me, I look pretty fit. But now that I'm thinking about it, like, I can't even touch my toes as a 30 something year old man. Like that's, that's right. already starting to be a failure in my opinion. So I started <clears throat> really incorporating mobility training into my personal training. And it's been a night and day difference now that I'm at this point in it, um, as far as I don't have it. I don't, I didn't have pains much before, but I have like zero pains now. And mm. all, all my numbers went up as well. Cause my form got better. Cause I had proper range of motion for certain things. And it's just compounded the effects. And as we're talking about, it's just the longevity of my career as lifting. And just as a human, I want to still be able to squat down with heels on the ground and pick up my kids. Like that, that's the thing that yeah. keeps motivating me. What did, how have you worked? I, because mobility and stretching is like my biggest, I have, <laughs> I'm always like, I'm going to work that in. And it's like, yeah, I worked out for 45 minutes to an hour. I just don't feel like it. And then once I'm home, I'm with my kids. And how do you work it in? Do you work it in before your workouts, after? Do you work it in like throughout the day? It's, uh, it's usually about the half an hour right before I fall asleep. That's, mm. that's the time when all the kids are in bed finally. And my wife and I are just hanging out in the bedroom and, We'll just be sitting there chatting and while we're chatting i'll just be sitting there doing my mobility routines and i have a <clears throat> it's a split so i alternate every other day it's upper body and then lower body and at this point it takes about 25 30 minutes to complete it and there's a couple progressions that i haven't quite hit yet but uh, it used to be about an hour long because i was just so bad and wow. i had to do i had to do the full sets i had to do it's two minutes of the static stretch and then it's a minute straight rest like if you're in yoga at the end of the day you're just laying on your back like it's just straight rest nothing's happening and then i had to do three sets for that and like i said it would take about an hour when i first started because i was just i couldn't even touch my toes so it was really bad <laughs> now, yeah i mean now, now it's more like a maintenance thing where i knock it out in 20 25 minutes or so sometimes i'll go shorter if like yeah i just I mean, I'm tired at the end of the day, like we all right. are. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I need to get on that. I just am so bad about it. I just, it's the one thing that I'm like, in my personal, like, in my own thing that I'm just not good at. Uh, it's it, it's not, it, it, it's not super hard, not super time consuming once you get it down, like you said, but yeah. I just, for whatever reason, I've not worked into my routine. Yeah, like I just said, I just started maybe a year and a half ago and I, I'm... 35 i think this year so 35 years of not doing it <laughs> right you can get away with it for about 25 to 30 of those i think yeah yeah i think so i mean i wasn't too far from touching my toes but it was 
I remember in, when I was in high school doing sports and athletics, like it would almost forearms were on the ground when I would do hamstring stretches. And I was like, oh man, I can't even touch my toes now. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta fix that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. That's good that you, you noted that because a lot of people just let that kind of thing. I mean, forget about like the flexibility thing. They let everything, like I said, once they're 30, they're like, well, whatever. If I can't do that, who cares? Yeah. I had somebody once tell me um, that only 10% of the population, a client, uh, tell me that only 10% of the population can do a pull-up. So he doesn't want to do pull-ups. That was his whole thing. And he was like, you know, in his fifties and I wasn't like going to make him do pull-ups, but I'm like, if that's your metric, then uh, you might need to, you might need to change your priorities. I mean, if you're going to be, you know, thinking that way, then this might not work out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's such a weird, I mean, it's probably true, sadly. Well, yeah, but the the point is, is like, you know, you can't touch your toes and you say, okay, well, that needs to get fixed. This, a lot of people think like, whatever, I can't touch my toes. Who cares? Nobody can. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to bring that up earlier when you were talking about it. It's just like a, such a weird societal thing. It's like, okay, like almost, I equate it to like anti-intellectualism as well. When I was growing up, if you read or you were smart, you got your ass beat. Like it, it, didn't, it doesn't make any sense. And it's a similar equated to uh, physical fitness these days. I saw it a lot while I was growing up as well. It wasn't cool to be able to run the mile faster in the presidential tests, or it wasn't cool to do the most pull-ups for the test as well. I was like, I always, I'm just super competitive. So I always thought that was awesome to be able to crush everyone. And it's such a weird thing in current society. I don't know. I don't know internationally. I'm think, speaking in U.S. only, but I feel like a lot of it's U.S. Real quick, we all know balance and dead life is key. From family to fitness, just all around content. If you give me a like, subscribe. You know how the algorithm works. Let's take the journey together, dads. Kick some ass. Yeah, I don't know. I think that uh, at least when you're an adult, a lot of it is, it's a, ref you know, when people judge you for how you're, you know, working out or if you're eating healthier, you're not, or just not eating what they're eating. You, know, you go to the office and there's cake and you're like, I'm, you know, you pass. You're like, I'm good. I don't need it. And people will kind of judge you for it. I think a lot of that is just that it's a reflection on them. They feel like it's kind of a judgment on their choices. And, you know, they see it as like, oh, like, you know, I'm, they know they shouldn't be eating that cake or that they should work out more. And the fact that you're doing the things that they shouldn't be doing or that you're doing the things that they should be doing, they look at that as like a judgment on them. And uh, not that you're judging them, but they just, it, it reflects on them. And, and yeah. so they have a negative reaction to that. I think, right. I think that's a lot of what it is. I do too. They're projecting that onto you. Like, no, that you're just looking in the mirror right now. <laughs> Right. So, you know, just whatever. It's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's goofy. <clears throat> so how would you say you balance your full-time job, full-time responsibilities and your athletic pursuits? I know being a father makes it that much harder and I'm always curious how you solve it. Most people is just say, I just get up super early or I work out really late. And mm -hmm. honestly, that's one of the best problems or one of the best solutions I've found. Yeah, I have to get up early and I'm, I'm already, I've always been the type who gets up early anyway. So that's not a problem. The problem, the problem I have now actually is getting to bed on time. Oddly enough, it's with the kids. It's like, yeah. Cause I get up at like 4am 
maybe earlier. And so I really got to be to bed. I mean, at nine o'clock is the absolute latest. And uh, so I get my kids down around 730 to eight. And then it's like, I'm getting ready for bed. And by the time I'm in bed, it's like, sometimes I don't get the kids down until eight though. And then it all gets pushed back. So yeah. I think the hardest part for me is getting to bed on time, not waking up early. And then my schedule, you know, I, I'm lucky. I, I, I do personal training. I do it at, online. I do it at a local gym as well. So nice. hours are really flexible. Um, my wife works like a regular job. So I'm able to be with my kids in the middle of the day. Um, I, I, I train people in person in the morning and in the evening. And then, and by the evening, I mean like the late afternoon, really. Um, and then, uh, in the middle of the day, I'm with my kids. Uh, and then in the evening we all have a meal and then we go to bed. But as far as like me, you know, exercising and all that, I've had to kind of like we talked earlier, conform my split around sort of what my schedule is going to be like. So I either work out, I'll either do three full body days in a week or I'll do an upper lower split and do four days a week. Um, kind of depending on what my schedule is going to look like for that week. So if it's going to be a pretty heavy week, I'll, I'll do three days. Uh, if it's going to be a lighter week and I can get four days with an upper lower split, I'll do that. Um, but I can always make time for three days in the gym. You know, I try, I try to do all of my training during the week if I can. Um, so if I'm doing a three day split, it'll be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, usually, and if I'm doing a four day, it'll be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, and then Thursday, Friday. I try to leave my weekends open. Yeah. But if I can't, then I can I can get a Saturday workout anytime, basically. I can always get a Saturday in. And then I just got to get two days during the week. So I can always make time for three days, basically. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll usually wake up early and just work out in the morning, um, kind of depending on what my clients are for that day. Maybe I'll work out at like six or seven rather than five. It just kind of depends. Yeah. Yeah. Getting to bed on time's <clears throat> certainly been a struggle since we had the baby. I think she's 18 months or so now, but yeah, it's like <clears throat> by the end of the day, once they're already all in bed, I like, I haven't seen my wife all day. So I kind of want to hang out with her and like have our relationship still. And, and we end up sometimes just staying up way too late. Cause we're just sitting there chatting. Cause we're like, I haven't seen you in what feels like weeks really. And we have the internet interactions where we see each other in the morning. And then when she gets home, there's just chaos of like cooking dinner and getting the kids and all that stuff. Right. Ready. So yeah. yeah, I agree with you on the, the getting to bed is probably the hardest part. Cause I've always, my wife and I have always been really early risers. So that's never too much of an issue for us. Thankfully. I don't, I don't know how some people do it when they're not early risers and props to them. Cause it's rough. <laughs> If I'm, if I'm up, cause I, I, yeah, I mean, I've always woken up early, but my, my problem is, like I said, if I'm up past nine o'clock, I start to get like exhausted. Like I can't, I'm like, so I can't stay up late at all anymore. I mean, I used to be able to do both. Now I can't, now it's like nine o'clock. If I'm not in bed, I start to get like real tired. Um, but yeah, I, I think about this sometimes, like if people aren't waking up early, I don't know how they're doing anything. I, I, I barely get enough time <laughs> as it is. I really... I really can't get anything done I, it, without getting up early. Yeah. Yeah. Me too, man. Do you think, uh, becoming a father has, uh, changed. Oh, what was I going to say? I lost it. 
I'll come back to it if I remember. <laughs> um, does your wife work out at all? Oh yeah, yeah, big time. She 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 played college sports, so she's actually she's been into athletics for a long time. Um, I've definitely changed kind of the way she works out, but she, uh, yeah, she she works out. Um, you know, same kind of thing as me. She'll work out three days a week, um, and uh, we actually met at the gym. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we... that helps. I mean, if you have, I guess that's, you know, that's one thing. If your spouse is not exercising or eating right or caring about their health, that's a huge problem. I mean, I wouldn't even have been dating her if she wasn't, but, you know, it's, cause it's just, it's just too hard. You know, it's, yeah. it, they're going to, they're going to drag you down and not even intentionally, but they're just going to be like, oh, do you have to go to the gym today? Like, you know, do you have to eat like that? It's just, it's, it's, it's hard enough, you know, to do it, to do it when you're both on top of it. But if your wife or husband isn't on board, it's so much harder. I've had so many clients where they're into it and their wife or husband isn't, and it's so much harder on them because there's just the bad foods in the house. You're trying to make time for your workouts and they're not really understanding. It's, it's just so much easier when you've got someone that is on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It actually reminds me of a part in, uh, Rich Roll's book, Finding Ultra. I don't know if you're familiar with that or Rich Roll in general, but he mentioned that before he became vegetarian and an ultra runner, he was just just a normal American, I guess, as sad as it is to say. Just (laughs) overweight, slob dude eating fast food all the time. And his wife was like this health fitness guru lady who always had like shakes and weird hippie stuff in the fridge. And he said, um, it worked out for them, thankfully. Gosh. And that's like one of the only times I've ever heard where it has worked well, because she was just like that understanding is like, I'm not, I'm not gonna force you to do this. I know who you are. This is who I married. I'm accepting of all of that now. And I, I always thought that was refreshing because I've never, <laughs> never run into it in real life. And yeah. I was like, oh man. <clears throat> good on your wife. That's an awesome woman and good on you for switching uh, your lifestyle up. Cause he's like, yeah, it was, <laughs> he's like, we had a distinct line in the middle of the fridge. Like this side was just moldy leftover fast food stuff. And then all hers was like pristine. And like, <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know that's... how she lived with that. My wife would not be cool with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly with my wife, it's been a struggle sometimes because she's definitely she's also the type who can kind of eat whatever she wants and so she grew up kind of doing that and uh so i i've told her this before like if you i mean i enjoy eating out and stuff but um i told her kind of like if we weren't married if i was just single i'd never eat out because it just is like easier for me personally to just cut it all out but she wants to have that stuff in the house she wants to you know um but i've told her i've said you know if we if we want that stuff, we'll go get it. Let's just not have it in the house. That's kind of been our thing. Um, and she's conformed to that pretty well and, and has been understanding just for me, if it's in the house, like I, I'm just too likely to, to indulge, you know? Yeah. And I, I tweeted about that recently. There's a, I forgot the dude's name, but there's a principle that if like, if it's around, it's going to get eaten. Like there's Yeah. <laughs> Well, you, yeah, it's just, it's, it's really hard to eat it if it's not there. It's kind of the main thing. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you don't have it, then you you really can't eat it. Yeah, 
Yeah, at one point when I was, I rarely crave sweet things, but there was like a few weeks during the summer where I just like, I just want to eat ice cream every single day. I'm not <laughs> knocking on ice cream, but it's rare that I want it every day like that. And the way that I would allow myself to do that is I would bike to the store and bike back. And I'm, then I would be like, all right, well, it's not, it's not like I'm burning the calories for it, but it wasn't having uh, a giant gallon of ice cream directly in the freezer. I would just go buy one of those little tiny sample size ones and be like, oh, that perfectly curbed my craving and I got a bike ride in out of it. So it was like a win-win. Right. Yeah. You got to kind of for me it's like if it's if it's something i have to go get it's like less likely that i'll do it but then if i do it then it, you know at least it's like a, I, I really wanted it you know as opposed to just like oh it's here i'll just grab it you know what i mean <laughs> and so and then other things like with with cravings and stuff it's about like finding things that because there's sometimes you can find things that'll kind of you know satisfy that craving without taking you completely off the off the rails you know you learn those things as you're trying to get your fitness and your health in order, you just start finding substitutes that satisfy it. And then sometimes those aren't enough, but most of the time they are, you know? Yeah. Do your kids work out with you? Well, my daughter's only 10. My son's one. Um, we'll give the so one my son year. hasn't yet. Huh? We'll give the one-year-old a pass for now. Yeah. Well, my son is actually, uh, he is huge for some reason. I'm not really sure. <laughs> Really? Yeah, he's like 30 pounds. That's insane for a one-year-old. He's not even one, actually. He'll be one in two weeks. And uh, So you got your own our locker. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So I don't know. I mean, maybe he's, maybe he's been lifting um, during his naps or something. I haven't seen it. I don't know. But um, so, but my, my, my daughter plays sports. She's a soccer player. She's really good. So, um, I haven't gotten her, I, my, I plan on when she, you know, when she's maybe next year or the year after getting her into the gym. Um, unfortunately I'd love to have a gym at my house. I don't have that. What I've done with my daughters, um, in the off season, I'll take her to the park and we'll do some soccer drills and stuff. Um, I haven't gotten her really into weights yet. I, I, I have no problem doing it. It's just at like a conventional gym. They won't yeah. let you bring in a 10 year old, <laughs> unfortunately. So <laughs> One day the dream is to have it in the garage and then we can just, you know, get the kids started when they're like five. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I've never even thought of that. I don't, I don't know what age limits are. I'm assuming age it's usually 12. Oh, 12. No shit. That's not bad. Yeah. I mean, that's been my experience. Some are, some are 13. Um, but I might just start taking her when she's 11 and I mean, what are they going to do? Check her birth certificate. They're not going to stop. <laughs> yeah, got no but idea. <laughs> but my daughter is very clearly not 12 right now. So <laughs> yeah, I have to wait. Some of the kids I've seen in the gym definitely look like they're 12. So it wouldn't surprise me if they, <laughs> they allowed 12. Right. Right. I mean, and then your kids, how old are your kids? Uh, so I got the 18 month old and then my daughter just turned 11. So it's okay. pretty, pretty similar gaps. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it does. So does the older one, does, does she work out with you or is it, is it no? Dude, I wish, man. She, uh, she is very anti moving and <laughs> oh, really? she, uh, she does jujitsu. At least I got her, That's good. I got her involved with that. Cause she is a very tiny woman like her mother. So I was like, you, 
you got to learn to at least defend yourself somewhat. And jujitsu is the best route for that for me. And I think, yeah, I think that's, that's a good base for kids too. I mean, my, luckily my daughter's into athletics anyway, but if they're not like you, getting into that and then seeing if it turns into something else is probably the best bet. I kind of want to get my son into that when he's like three uh, and just kind of make it like his, you know, he'll learn some skills and then he can take it in whatever direction he wants, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I never had any sort of grappling background. Uh, I have a Taekwondo and then I did a boxing for several years. Those are my combat sports, but any, any sort of grappling and stuff, I would just get demolished because I don't know how to defend myself for that. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I have no, no combat sport experience whatsoever. I really wish I did. I want to get into it. And then maybe when my son starts going, I'll, I'll piggyback off it maybe, but yeah. I've always, it's one of those things I've always said I'm going to do and I just have never gotten into it. That time thing, man, it keeps getting in the way. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's. I don't even know how I'd squeeze it in right now. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she she has interest in soccer for this upcoming season, so we'll see if she tries. But I mean, <laughs> I'm not holding out too much hope for it. I would love it. Mm, if she yeah, well, <clears throat> you don't have to do sports. Not every kid's. It doesn't. It's not every kid's thing, you know. Oh yeah, that's for sure. And I don't want to like force it on her just because I want her to, because that's just a dick move. <laughs> yeah. And she won't have fun, you know? Yeah. Do you ever had any major injuries or setbacks throughout all of your training? You know, I've been pretty lucky. I haven't had a lot. I, I tweaked my back really bad one time. Um, like I couldn't move, uh, for a, like, it, it was tough. I mean, I don't even know what I did to be honest. I was deadlifting and it wasn't even heavy weight. I was like warming up and I just goofed off and didn't take it seriously. Yeah. And then, uh, it was bad. Um, but it only lasted really bad for a couple of weeks. And then I kind of got back into it. So I, I've been pretty lucky. I haven't had a lot of broken bones or, or I haven't had any broken bones, torn ligaments, anything like that. The biggest thing was that back and, um, it wasn't really that catastrophic, luckily. Yeah, that's good. I broke an ankle once skateboarding. And other than that, I mean, I did something to my neck at some point. It took me out for a couple months. I probably should have gotten it checked out. But, it, I mean, it went away, and I haven't had any recurring issues from it. So I guess I dodged a bullet on that one. I was just, yeah, I mean. It was just something sorry. similar, too. I was just warming up benching. And I remember I... I pushed incorrectly and I, I knew as soon as I pushed, I was like, Oh, that was weird. And I just like had this hot, sharp pain from the base of my skull to like the middle of my spine. I'm like, that's, I'm going to stop. That's not good. <laughs> well, good thing you see, here's my problem is I don't stop. Like I just keep going through Like when I hurt my back, I was like, okay, I can't do deadlifts anymore. And my back was bad. I mean, I, I really couldn't really walk for like a week. I went and did leg press after because I was like, I could do leg press. I was like, <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. That's why yeah. uh, we die younger, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I just can't waste this workout. Like, so, <laughs> so I know you said you don't really do mobility yet, which you said you're going to start incorporating soon. Um, but do you have any sort of uh, recovery that you program into your training like do you do deload weeks or anything like that yeah you know i'll do my deload weeks are very like un um unofficial or or unorganized there i don't 
I don't schedule them. It's I kind of I kind of base it off when I'm like, okay, I, my sleep is is not doing so good. Once things just start to not feel right, I'm not excited for my workouts. Like, I'll have days where I don't want to work out every once in a while. But if I start having like two, three, four days in a row, I don't want to work out. Like I'm just not feeling it. Yeah. And then uh, I feel like I'm going through the motions. I'll that's kind of a signal to me. And I'll take a week where I'll I'll go to the gym, but I'll do much lighter. Maybe I'll work out 20 minutes, like four times that week and, you know, just do one or two, uh, exercises per muscle group and call it a day. Yeah. And in terms of like, just like my general week to week, it's, you know, it's uh, the days that I'm not exercising, which, you know, tends to be three to four days a week. I'll, uh, I'll walk or I'll, I'll do some type of active thing. I'll stretch a little, um, but nothing like, you know, nothing regimented. Uh, I'll do sauna, I'll do cold plunge and things like that. But, you know, it's, it's, it's very like, um, my workouts are very uh, programmed and my recovery is very sort of loose. (laughs) It's just kind of, you know, when I'm feeling I need something, I'll do that. But um, I don't, I don't like schedule it. Yeah, that's very similar to me as well. The only time I have programmed deload is if I'm doing strength training specifically for anything really just strength training I I follow uh Wendler's 531 so there's a there's a deload week every like third cycle or something like that but other than that yeah it's definitely just if uh I just go by feeling at that point like yeah I'm (laughs) kind of dragging ass these past few workouts so maybe I'll just take it easy on this time it's it's not even a full programmed week. It's just maybe a couple of days or so until I can. Uh, right. Right. It's usually just sleep. Like you said, I was like, <laughs> check my garment. Like, oh yeah, I only slept for four hours every day this week. Maybe, maybe I right. should take I, it easy. <laughs> and I find it very hard to take a full week of like relaxed workouts. That's the other thing. So it's, you know, like you said, it doesn't tend to be a full week. Yeah. You do any sort of uh, endurance work or like cardiovascular stuff? I know you said you do like some walking and stuff. But... I'll do, yeah, I'll do stuff. I hate cardio so much. Um, I, I tr- <laughs> so I try to play sports as much as possible. Um, but if for whatever reason I can't get, I'll play basketball or football or whatever. If for whatever reason I can't get that in during the week, I'll do some stuff on um, the bike or whatever. Um, I'll usually do that two to three times a week. Um either sports or, uh, or the bike. Uh, I know it's important, but I just, I just hate it. I don't know why it's just, it's never been my thing. I, so I, 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 I always got my cardio from sports. I never had to do like, you know, steady state cardio, but now that I don't do that, do the sports anymore. It's like, I've got to work them in unless I'm able to play sports on the weekends. So, so yeah, I'll do some, but it's like pulling teeth, man. I just hate it. <laughs> It's exactly where I was this year. I've mentioned it a few times before, but this year I made myself do a ultra marathon just because I absolutely hate running and there's no better reason. (laughs) I just like to make myself do things I hate, I guess I've noticed. (laughs) I I hate running. How about let's do an ultra marathon? So that was brutal. And I don't know. I'm probably going to do another one next year. I I know I'm going to do, I don't know if you've seen recently I've posted that I, I I made the plunge and I signed up for a dragon's back race. Yeah. yeah. Um, which it's gonna, it's gonna kick my ass. 
the only good thing is the views are going to be beautiful, but I hope I can like see them through the tears. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things that's fun after you've done it and like you can talk about it and remember yeah. it, but it's yeah. brutal leading up and during it. Uh, yeah. The whole, the whole year of anticipation is gonna, it's gonna be rough, but I don't know. I like to do crazy things like that. So I'm excited for it just for that part of it. Um, let's hope that doesn't, uh, wane away too much in a whole year. I know I will, but I'm just going <laughs> to try to ride this wave as long as I can until it gets to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's good to challenge yourself, though. Have things like that and, you know, compete with yourself. Because at this point, that's kind of where a lot of us are is just competing, competing with ourselves, you know, trying to beat the logbook, trying to do things that, like you said, make us uncomfortable. We're not playing sports like we used to, you know. You got any future goals that you're shooting for, man? Like I said, I mean, I just don't want to be, I just, I just basically don't want to get fat and, and weak. That's basically it, man. I don't have anything specific. I mean, really, I just don't want to be like the the guy who's like 50 years old and is like, yeah, I used to be in shape, but then I had kids. Like, I just don't, that's like my biggest fear. Like, as long as I'm not, my thing with dads is like, you don't have to be, you don't have to be like super, like I said earlier, you don't have to be benching 400 pounds. You don't have to be squatting 500 pounds. You just, just don't be fat and don't be weak. And that's kind of my thing. Like I, I'm not shooting for any specific numbers. I mean, yeah, I'd love to do big numbers in the gym, but um, I just want to be able to play sports. I want to be able to play with my kids and I don't want to be fat. That's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Those are great goals though. I wish uh, more people would choose those, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, we'd be in a much better place if more people were worried about that. <laughs> so what what got you into personal training? Yeah, I don't know. I was <clears throat> it's kind of a crazy thing. I mean, I had some friends that worked at a gym at the time and I was working some jobs I didn't like and I just figured I'd give it a try and um it's been good to me. I mean, especially with kids, it's a super flexible job and um I enjoy getting people the uh results, but I mean, really it was just that I think I was kind of doing it unofficially anyway. Like I was getting like questions all the time from people at work and, and people in family and, and I wasn't working directly with them, but they would be asking me questions all the time. Yeah. I got pretty good at, you know, knowing what people needed to do and, and that sort of thing. And then, you know, it just seemed like a natural transition to start working with people directly. Once I had, um, you know, I, I knew some people who uh, worked at a gym and, and they needed trainers. So um, and it's, it's been good to me in a lot of ways. Um, it's helped me with my training, like my, like my own exercise routines to kind of learn, like, you know, how things should be done. And, you know, when you're training other people, you learn a lot about exercise, you know, a lot more than you do when you're just working out on your own. Yeah. So it's been good to me. Uh, but, but as far as what got me into it, it's really just, like I said, I was kind of advising people as it was, and it just seemed like a natural transition. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty similar to me as well. Just always family and friends. And then eventually I got a corporate job and then people there were asking me a bunch right. of questions. I'm like, I mean, I'll do it, but how about you start paying me now? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You might as well use those skills for, uh, you know, to make some money. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I did it for years. I'd like write people out all these programs and I'd write them all like, Right. Day to day macro breakdowns of meals that they could eat, and they'd be like, "Oh, that was awesome!" I'm like, "Yeah, cool, glad, 
And I'm, I don't even know why it never clicked for years. I just did it because it was awesome. And I liked, I don't know, I just, it made me feel good because it made them feel good. And then, like I said, it just clicked. I'm like, oh, I should be charging people for this. Right. <laughs> right. You learn that too late. Yeah. We all do. Yeah. But it's fun though. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice when people are asking you those questions. Cause it's like, you know, they're asking you because they think that you, they have reason to think that you know the answer, but you know, eventually it's like, yeah, maybe I should uh, start getting paid for this. <laughs> so you said you just, not just, but you've recently moved to a different area. Did you have to completely find new clientele for your in-person training? I know you have some remote stuff as well. Yeah, the in-person stuff, I've had to completely start over, and that was rough. Uh, and it's still like getting off the ground. I was um, I was actually just home with the kids for a while, for a couple months, while I kind of got things rolling. And so um, I started a, at a new gym in, uh, what was it, May, maybe June? So yeah, I've been starting from scratch. And, you know, I had a lot of clients that were just like, you know, regulars just come in like, and they would always resign. And so, uh, it's been, it's been a challenge because I was working at the same place for like five years. And so a lot of built-in clients, just people who were always coming back. And now I'm sort of in this place where I'm building from the ground up and it's tough. Um, you know, but you'll get there eventually, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely hard building a whole new, a whole new client book, um, for in-person training. Yeah. You, you're kind of like dependent on the gym to bring them to you. That's part of the, the issue. Yeah. Do you do any private go to people's home gyms and train them at all? I haven't done that yet. No, I have not done that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird out here. It's a pretty, it's not as densely populated out here where I'm at now. So it's a little bit different. I'm not sure how that would work. It might, but um, I still am getting used to the area, so I've never, but I've never done that. No, I mean, when I was at the, my previous place, my schedule was pretty full, so I didn't really have a need to, yeah. we'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll try that someday, but right now I'm just trying to get the other things off the ground, you know? Yeah. Makes sense. How do you like the online clients? It's good. It's, you know, it's definitely different. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're doing check-ins and stuff. It, it's a different type of person who's able to kind of do things on their own, um, for sure and willing to do that. Uh, and it requires different things from me, uh, you know, more, more kind of checking in and just making sure that, cause you know, with my, my in-person clients, I see them two or three times a week. So I'm able to say like, okay, what, how, how did yesterday go or whatever, but, you know, being on top of somebody who's online and making sure that they're, uh, doing what they need to do and I can give them all the resources, but if they're not going to do it, then they're not going to see any progress. And then that's on me, I guess. So, um, so I think that that's kind of the hardest part is just making sure that you're kind of on top of that. Um, so that, that's been a bit of a transition too, but, um, but definitely it's, it's different. It's not better or worse. It's just a, a different type of, um, skill. Yeah. Do you do, uh, like all encompassing, do you include nutrition with your training or is it more? Yeah, I'll just, yeah, I just do the whole thing. <clears throat> we do the whole thing. I don't want um, anyone to feel like, you know, there's something missing from what they need uh, and they're not getting it. Um, you know, that, that is part of the whole, because I mean, like really realistically eating habits are going to be 80% of what most people need. 
to get where they need to go. So, um, yeah, it's going to be those two things work in tandem and we're going to, you know, we're going to do them together. Um, so yeah, I definitely, I include both. Nice. Well, I mean, we've been going about an hour or so here, so I don't want to, I don't want to take up too much of your afternoon, but, um, towards the end of these, I usually like to give the guests, uh, some space to pitch their stuff. So, you got any, uh, like, do you have a YouTube channel? You got, I know you have Twitter, obviously. That's how we met, but. Yeah. You got any? Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, as you said, um, or X, as it's now called, I guess. Yeah, I guess. No I'm one calls it X. No. no do one, they? No one's ever going to do that unless we start getting, like, shadow banned for using the word <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, too. Um, both of those are uh, gains by Rob, or is the is it? So it's at gains by Rob on both of those, and gains has a Z. Um, and then I have uh, basically, if you go if you go to my Twitter, especially, you'll find uh, a link to my newsletter, uh, which I send out um, a couple times a week. You'll find a link to coaching applications and that sort of thing. So if you go to the Twitter, you'll find everything. Same with the Instagram. There's a link in the bio for that too. Uh, I would just say, just go there and you can pretty much find everything, uh, everything about me that you might want. And are you currently accepting new clients as well? That's yes. Yeah. I have some space for a few clients. Yeah. Yeah. I have some space right now. Nice. Right on, man. Yeah. I'll put all the links in the, the show notes and stuff just to ease the, the barriers of clicking. <laughs> right. Yeah. That helps. All right, man. Well, uh, like I said, I really appreciate you coming on, chatting with me. It's always nice to get some different perspectives on how fathers are tackling this crazy life that we have with children and trying to stay fit. And it's always uh, nice to have a kindred spirit who thinks it's some bullshit when you can't work out because you're 30 and have a family now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, yeah, anyone who's, you know, anyone who's worked out for any amount of time and stayed in shape past 30 knows that just, just takes just takes a little bit of adapting, but if you, if you can't do it, then you're just not trying. Yeah. And uh, one last thing it brought, it reminded me during my uh, onboarding questionnaire, um, I have uh, an infinite loop built into it. So uh, if you don't say like you're hundred percent ready to make the, the shift in your mind and like work out and like actually put in the effort, it'll just keep like bringing that question back up. Like, so what percentage are you at? Eventually, I'll pick you out, but I, I just think it's a fun litmus test because I've had several people drop out at that point because um, I obviously don't want to work with someone who's not really ready because they're not going to put in the work and then it's going to reflect poorly on me and it's going to make me feel bad. And it's, it, I don't know, it just made me think of that. And I always think it's funny when people get kicked out at that point. <laughs> yeah, well, the truth is, if if you're not, you know, no one's gonna if you're if you're not willing to make the changes like i can't do anything for you like that's the reality like i can give you all the information but if you're not going to use it then it's useless to you yeah yeah exactly how you mentioned your online clients it's here's the resources here's what to do balls in your court right <laughs> right totally anyways robert appreciate it man it's good for coming on thank you very much yeah no i, I appreciate you having me on man really it's been good all right, we'll catch you later. Yeah, see you, man. Real quick, dads, if you're crushing your workouts and dad duties, give a shout-out, man. 
Tag your dad squad, share this. Let's inspire more dads to become dad fit.